0: Welcome to On the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. Hey, it's Chase from On the Table Gaming, and we're back with episode 68. And this week, we're taking a pause from A Song of Ice and Fire content to talk about Marvel Crisis Protocol. And I've got Ariel from Sarge's Comics in New London on to talk about uh, her love of the game. And uh, she ran a demo game for me, and it was awesome. And I'm really excited to have her on the podcast. She's a regular Star Wars Legion opponent of mine. And Ariel, uh, thanks for coming to the podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Oh man, I'm really excited to talk to you about Marvel Crisis Protocol, as you're one of like kind of the big flag bearers for the game at Sargis Comics. Yeah. But before we jump in, you know, we do a lot of A Song of Ice and Fire content and people primarily maybe come here to listen about that. But one of the things that's cool about that game is it, it brings in people from a lot of different backgrounds, like fans of the books, the shows, traditional board games, card games, and they kind of bring their own unique perspectives so, you know, how did you uh find your way to Marvel Crisis Protocol and like kind of what's been your your love story with gaming here?
1: I mean, it's kind of a weird thing. I really hadn't played any miniature games before last year. I went to Gen Con with my husband and he he went primarily for Song of Ice and Fire, but we also went to pick up the new Legion release, the new Clone Wars. And <laughs> yeah. and um I don't know. Like I, it really clicked with me. The, the clones in particular, I really enjoy. And then I heard about uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol and I was really excited because there wasn't like a game like that for Marvel comics stuff that really attracted me. I really like so many of the things about Crisis Protocol. There's just the the way that the game works, they've put a lot of effort into what they see. And I think a lot of people see as correcting some issues with other miniatures games, like line of sight rules and um, terrain issues and things like that. And some of it has overcomplicated things when they tried to simplify things, but it's definitely made it a lot more interesting. So I don't know. There's there's just a lot of stuff about this particular game that drew me to it and you know, first and foremost, as someone who really loves Marvel Comics and has has read them for a very long time. And the game brought me in by sort of selling that that aspect of it.
0: I'm just surprised. I, I feel like you've been kicking my butt with your clones for over a year. That's what <laughs> I got caught. I was like, what? I feel like I've definitely, I've no. uh, taken it a few times from the <laughs> a fire support. So I was like, oh, yeah. But I've been really impressed with, have you done any miniature painting before? Because like, you know, for example, I saw your Hulk and it's got like intricate board shorts with like palm trees (laughs) on it. And I'm like, man, I feel like I've been painting for a long time and I don't have anything like that.
1: Hulk is like the fourth or fifth mini I've ever painted. What?
0: Okay. All right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, He looks awesome. Thank you. I have been painting for a really long, or not painting, but like drawing and painting and things like that for most of my life. But I, I've never painted minis before. So this awesome. is an interesting learning curve is painting on something so tiny, but also three dimensional.
0: Yeah. Well, man, so I'm I'm super uh, grateful because uh, so I got a chance to try Marvel Crisis Protocol at PAX Unplugged. Uh, this past 2019, and actually uh, Mike Krahulik uh, from Penny Arcade, he actually stopped by while we were playing, and oh. as my, buddy, my buddy Brian was crushing me with the forces of evil. <laughs> but it was like really an incomplete experience. Like, I think we started for the demo, you like started on turn two, and you played like around, and we had like tons of power to start, and you know, I was a little confused, and I think maybe a little, maybe even underwhelmed, but more, more confused. Uh, And so it was really, really nice that you took the time to kind of run a more comprehensive run through for me. Uh, And it was really, really fun. But, you know, having more experience with the game than me, how would you maybe describe now what makes Marvel Crisis Protocol maybe different from like in a Song of Ice and Fire or a Star Wars Legion game when you actually get it like, well, you know, on the table?
1: (laughs) Um, It's definitely a smaller game, like physically. How many miniatures are you running? Um, you can bring so when you when you go to play a game, you bring a list of ten, and from that list, you have to build a like point threshold based on whatever the the crisis of the day is, and so that can be anywhere from I think the the lowest is maybe fifteen. It might be lower now because there have been a lot of releases that I haven't quite been able to keep up with because we just had three out this week
0: Jeez. um yeah what? so so the list building is tied to the scenario so it's really like kind of a yes. fluid state it's
1: extremely fluid and that's one of the things that i really like about it honestly because the like building a list prior to the game is is fun and i like messing around with um clone lists obviously but <laughs> <laughs> but um there's, there's something really interesting about bringing contingencies. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know what the game is going to be. You have no idea, but you have to have a very small number of characters. There's, there's well over 10 characters by now. The, the core set comes out with 10. Um, and now you have all of these other options that you have to condense down to, these are the 10 that I want to pick from. And then based on whatever the, um, the crisis is, you have to figure out how to fit the characters that you've brought into that bracket.
0: Hmm, interesting. Yeah. You know, is there any, like, restrictions on how you can, like, so are there any restrictions to the kind of characters you can bring? Like, if I just, like, always want to bring, you know, uh thor or you know there's like I, that's he's my jam like is there a way to you know is there ever a scenario like sorry tough luck like you can't
1: no there's there's no real so far that i know of Mm -hmm. there might be in the future some reason uh i think some of the organized play theoretically has future restrictions on like which characters you can bring to it but that's a different animal it's not casual play and it's not really um tournament either it's Hmm. a it's a weird thing it's it's mostly like um like raid scenarios and stuff like that oh interesting yeah so there's there's certain characters that you can bring to those and certain ones that you might not be able to in the future but for just a casual game and for as far as i know tournament play there's no real restrictions on like what you can bring, if you always want to bring Thor or you always want to bring Iron Man, that's fine. There, you're, you're kind of only restricted by what you want to do with your list. So if you want to build an Avengers team, you still do have to have more than half of your characters have to have the Avengers um, keyword.
0: Okay. And so when you're building your list and you're choosing your characters, uh, there's not a lot of restrictions. And then when we played, you were explaining how you could have, it It didn't really ma- matter if it's like a villain or a hero. You can kind no. of mix your squad together. Yeah. So when you're kind of picking your, your forces for a given scenario, you know, what are general things that you maybe try to think of to mix and match? Like, so for people that don't play the game, like what are some of the, the choices that go into picking your character that might be reflect some of the complexity of the game? Like, are there certain resistances or things that you want to be paying attention to?
1: Yeah, so there's there's a lot of different reasons that you might choose certain characters. Um, certain characters work really well with other characters. Like Red Skull has the ability to um, move people, and mm-hmm. if you pair that with someone who already has good movement speed or already has an ability to, um, in addition to their movement, you know, make an an extra move. Like Hulk has a gamma leap. Pairing that together can really move that character a lot faster. So those kinds of things if that's if that's something that you want to plan for is you want to get a character into a specific spot very early in the game, you can build for that. Oh, and um yeah, and there's also just like if you want thematically, there are people who I I'm fairly active in both of the the larger Facebook groups and there are people who just thematically, you know, they like having Avengers on an Avengers team, or
0: mm-hmm.
1: like I was mentioning to you earlier, I really like the idea of playing um, Wakandans with uh, the Winter Soldier mm-hmm. because he has an ability called Rogue Agent that allows him to adopt the um, the affiliation of the group that he's in. Oh, so that's cool. Yeah, so like. He would play really well, not just, you know, in that group because he can um, he can adopt their affiliation, but also because thematically it's kind of fun.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, that's a cool thing about the game. Is it like it's like restrictive enough that there are rules. Mm -hmm. Right. But then it's like wide open enough that you can have some fun and be creative and have these kind of like weird what if scenarios.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of just narrative to it. That's, that's very fun. The, um, the crisis or crises, I suppose in particular, each one is like a different story set up. And so you might have one where you're trying to save people who are infected with a spider virus and you're trying to um, get them to safety and all this. And it, it really affects your gameplay because that one in particular um, you, have to, you have to roll at a point to determine whether your opponent can move you
0: <laughs>
1: because that, that spider-infected person that you're, you're trying to save is fighting back. And that kind of narrative element to it is something that I feel like this game really nailed.
0: It's like a little bit like controlled chaos, right? Which it kind yeah. of feels like superheroes, like when everything, everything seems to be going right and then suddenly things start to go wrong
1: (laughs) right and I I really feel like it it got that down like the the sense of this being a, a superhero game where you're not just concerned about um beating the other person but also getting these objectives and You know, the the terrain is also a really big part of it. Like you asked earlier, what sort of sets this game apart from from other games? And Mm -hmm. one of the big things is you can throw terrain at your opponents.
0: Which is awesome. Which is fantastic.
1: (laughs) Like you can can pick up a building and chuck it across the map. And that's something that you don't get in a lot of other games. None that I know of. I'm sure there's something out there, but like that's something that... (laughs) It really brings a different, um, a different level of thought to the game because you're not just, you know, thinking about okay, how do I get to this character to beat it up? Like, if you can't get to that character, well, I can throw this car at them.
0: That's yeah, and it feels superheroy. That's that's cool. Yeah. So how do you prevent like just characters from just like ganging up on other characters, or you know, I so I noticed that there are different point values, but like. You know, maybe orders of activations might matter in some games where it's like, oh, you've got five activations and they've got three. Um, Mm -hmm. How does a game deal with maybe kind of lopsided engagements like that?
1: They actually deal with it really well. They have a mechanic um, that allows you. So if you have priority when you start the game, um, if you then end your turn, with priority and you're the last activation priority goes to the other player
0: so ah interesting
1: yeah so having that makes it so that yeah okay you know you might have the advantage right now but this sort of gives the the other player a sort of comeback element
0: yeah yeah so you're never really, it's not one of those games where it's like you lose your first squad and then you're like, well, I guess it's over now. I'm just kind of playing right. an inevitable loss here.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of of that built into the game. The power, um, the the injured sides of the character. So like when you, when you reach your um, wound threshold on your healthy side of your character, on the next round, you'd flip it over to the injured side and then you have still whatever power you amassed but now you have maybe different abilities or a different health score, um, there's, there's that opportunity to flip it around on your opponent. Mm-hmm. Captain America, for example, on his injured side has, I believe, one more health, but also uh, an ability called I Can Do This All Day, which allows him to include blanks in his defense roles. And that is like a huge thing for him because suddenly he's like tougher. He's harder to beat. He's really difficult to, to knock down.
0: So that's a, that's a cool thing where, I mean, it feels like I said, very thematic, right? Where the hero gets to a certain point where like they are injured, uh, they're battered, but not broken. And that's when they're, you know, maybe they've got some cool tricks up their sleeves.
1: Right. And you, you really feel sort of that, um, that desperation in, you know, you get these these big epic moments where you think the character might be on their last legs, but they've still got something left. And that's kind of what that that um, mechanic promotes is that feeling of, yeah, OK, I got beat the crap out of, but I can still win this. Like you never feel like, you know, it's over just because you got whooped.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then, so one thing for people who haven't really had a chance to play the game here is there's a, like a few types of different attacks, I guess. They kind of fall into categories. Yeah. How, how does that work? So it seems like each hero maybe has certain energies or strengths that are un, not unique to them, but they kind of fall into maybe three or four categories.
1: Yeah. So there's, there's three different basic um, attack types. There's physical uh, energy and mental it might be called psychic off the top of my head. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but those those are the three basic attack types. And most characters have like a um, a basic attack, like a, a ranged attack. Some of them have um, what are called beam or area effect attacks. But they all sort of fit into one of those three, either physical energy or mental um Attack types and your defenses also fall under either physical, mental, or um, energy. And so, you, you, it, it introduces an element of sort of where I want to put a certain character, knowing that, like, if I. If I know that I'm up against Modoc, I want Mon- I might want to push my Ultron towards Modoc because Ultron has um, pretty good defenses against mental abilities, and Modoc has really strong mental abilities. so
0: oh, so everyone kind of pairs off in battle
1: yeah, or or you might want to like move someone into place to protect someone who doesn't have very good um defenses like for instance Black Widow has sort of on the low end of her defenses, but if you shove um Captain America over there, he can bodyguard for her and take some of those hits.
0: Man, that seems really, really cool.
1: Yeah, it really it's a ton of fun.
0: Do you have a favorite character that's currently in the game or maybe within like the most recent releases too? Not just limited uh, to the starter set?
1: So I have a, a couple of sort of favorite characters. I really love Captain Marvel, like not just because I had a blast painting her, but um, she's also very, she, she's got a lot of bases covered, I'll say. Um, her binary ability is really cool. It's, it's a great uh, sort of, I'm not sure exactly how to put this. So it, it allows you to add two dice to your attack and defense rolls until the start of her next activation. So it's a good deterrent, I guess. Oh,
0: interesting. Okay, yeah. Yeah,
1: because if you activate binary, and especially if you have her on an Avengers team where you can activate it for um, four power instead of five because of Cap's ability, his leadership ability lets you on first um, on the first... Superpower use of that character's turn they can use one less power to to use it, and so um her binary can be really fantastic for that because you know she'll she'll add two die to her attack, but then you can just put off activating her until the end of your next turn essentially, and it means that she's going to have two extra defense die on every attack that comes at her until she activates again. And that's a real good, like, deterrent. But also if people do attack her, okay, she's just going to build up power.
0: Gotcha. And so, that, yeah, I oh, mean, there's so many, like, ways the game kind of interplays with, you know, getting attacked, you can get power, or attacking get power. Mm-hmm. It's and really...
1: That, that also comes back to, to what you said about um, sort of that comeback mechanic where you, as you're taking damage, you get power from it. So the more damage you take, yeah, okay, you might be getting pretty low on the health scale, but you're also building up to the ability to hit back really hard.
0: Uh, What's your uh, experience been with kind of like the larger Marvel Crisis Protocol community in general?
1: It's been really good, honestly. Like, I've been on like i said earlier both of the the bigger facebook pages and they're both really just very supportive of people they're very excited about everything um they're super pumped about like the the artistic side like they are all over modifications and paint schemes and doing wacky things with the models Um, The developers are really involved with the official Facebook page, which is nice to see because like if people have sort of a rules question or um, a clarification that they want made, the developers are usually pretty responsive about getting to that.
0: That's cool. Yeah, Yeah. it's always nice when I'm really a big fan of communities where the developers, the designers like actually take an active part. just like a nice way to see their energy and how much they care about their own game
1: and and they're not like just responding to that like the the painters the official painters for the um for the miniatures are really responsive to people putting up pictures of like their paint jobs they're they're always like you know wow that's a great job or look at that like how cool that is that you decided to go with this they're just really supportive
0: And you mentioned kind of people doing the alternate paint schemes, but like, and modifications, like, can you modify the miniatures? Like, are there, does that impact gameplay or are you like, hey, his his arm's not in the same position. It messes with, you know, I don't know, line of sight or something. So
1: so because the game doesn't have true line of sight, it has sort of a, a, it's a peculiar system. I will give it that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's very different. It's the best description I've had given to me is that if you think of it in two dimensions instead of three, it works a lot better. Um, so basically the size of your character is what you can see of that character and the size is on the card. So it's always going to be that regardless of whether you, you know, build it up onto like, I've seen Spider-Man, um, attached to I beams and <laughs>
0: gotcha. it's
1: fine. But because... So it's like, it's
0: like a small, medium, large category. Is that? What... Yeah. Okay. So
1: it's, so like um, it's actually in numbers instead of small, medium, oh, okay. large, it's gotcha. like one, Didn't two, to call it. I'm three, not saying four, Spider-Man five. small.
0: I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: No. So like, um, so like Spider-Man, I think is a size two character and okay. um, like Ultron is size three. Hulk, I believe, is for. Um, and it just, it means that, you know, you don't have to worry about whether, for instance, like, to to compare it to um, Legion, like, lightsabers sticking out around the corner means right. that you can get shot at. Yeah. That doesn't happen in this game. Like, if if you can see the um, the base of the model, I believe, is what they they determine it by. And based on like the actual size of the character, if you can see it on certain things, behind certain things, like if you're beside a car that is the same size as you, regardless of whether, you know, the the character model might be peeking out above the car, the idea is essentially, you know, your character is not dumb.
0: Yeah, if they're right. <laughs> hiding behind
1: a car, they're not going to be sitting my behind, sword sticking out. <laughs> right, they're not going to be sitting up on top of whatever is on their base. Like they're right. going to be hiding right. behind the car. So it's a much more dynamic system in that sense.
0: Is there a way they handle like flight? Cuz I think some superheroes, right, they can
1: fly. they're kind
0: of grounded and like stuck to the ground.
1: No, there's um there's flight and wall crawler are the two big uh sort of movement mechanics that are different from the standard um they do similar things so far there might be some kind of um future mechanic with wall crawler that i'm not aware of at this moment but they essentially allow you to pass over um objects of a certain size without difficulty otherwise you would have to um spend time climbing it
0: gotcha hmm Uh, Anything that you're looking for down the line like that you really hope to see come out for the game? Like any characters or certain expansions?
1: I think we're all really hoping for X-Men at some point.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: That's sort of like the the big community wish is that we'll get X-Men down the line. Um, They might come probably at the earliest later this year, but honestly, AMG is rolling out like new models so often. There were like I said 3 this week. Um that was and it's not actually 3 models, it was 6 models because it was Thor, Valkyrie, Hela, Loki and Wisdom or not Wisdom, Winter Soldier and Vision. Um <laughs> <laughs> I I definitely portmanteaued them for a second there. <laughs> um so like six new characters all came out just this week. And were the, the ones that are coming up are um, the Thanos expansion and the, uh, the guardians of the galaxy. And those are the ones that I believe we know about so far, as far as they're coming soon. There are also ones that are a little bit more question marky, um, there's another black widow sculpt that's going to come out and she'll have different abilities. So it's not just like oh, a, cool. an alternate sculpt. Like she actually will be a different character. Um, and there's also, I believe Hawkeye, uh, miles Morales and spider Gwen.
0: Oh, wow. So they're really, it's like basically yeah. anything. It's not.
1: Oh yeah. No, it, there's, there is because it's not dependent on the movie rights. Mm-hmm. Um, they can put out whatever they want but oh, we man. just don't know unless they've like told us explicitly, like these characters are coming out at this time. Um, it's all question marks.
0: Oh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, wow. no, it's it's very exciting.
0: So I'm excited. I think I'm going to try and check more of this game out. It's something that I just, I keep seeing you guys play and, and uh, it looks really exciting. And it, you know, it seems like a game where you can, um you know buy in at like your level like i don't need to necessarily have to have everything
1: yeah Um, absolutely so that's that's um a really nice thing about it like you you don't have to buy the core set to be able to run the game you you do need like dice and stuff like that but those things you can buy separately so if you don't want the characters that are in the core set although the core set is a great value for what you get um Cause you, you not only get like those, those beginning characters, but you also get a bunch of terrain. Um, you get the cards, the rulers and, um, measurement tools. Um, you get dice, like there's a lot of stuff comes with the core set, but you don't necessarily need it. If for instance, like you are really just excited about as guardians or, um, or like a specific faction. Like if you just want that faction, you can go out and buy the couple of characters that you need to build a list for that. Um, For tournament play and for people who are a little bit more serious about casual play, like we honestly have not been um, picky about people bringing, you have to bring 10 characters and pick from that list. Like if you only have a certain amount of characters put together or a certain amount of characters that you definitely want to play, like, we're fine with people just bringing that in, um, at our store, but some people I'm sure are like hardcore. They want you to bring the 10 characters, but if you have just specific characters that you want to bring and that you want to play, like you can buy in at that level, that's fine.
0: And then maybe, I guess it be as a kind of a closing thought here. So I, I've come much, I, I so my background has always been more sort of in uh, in gaming side. And I've always looked over at the comic side of uh, kind of the larger sort of fun nerddom here. I don't know what I would <laughs> call it. Uh, it's always seemed like very intimidating. Uh, so, you know, if I was looking at like Marvel Comics or wanted to get into comics, would you have a, any suggestions on like where I might start?
1: <sighs> That's a... Like, you do say that that is a little bit overwhelming, and there there are a lot of places you can start. Um,
0: I mean, if you've ever been to Sarge's Comics in New London, they have such a huge comic selection. You walk in it's, there, it's like a giant place of comics, and it's like, yeah, okay. So I kind of always, like, walk straight to, like, the Legionnaire, and I'm like, okay, like here's what I know. Star Wars stuff. Here we go. Um,
1: yeah, no, there's um, there's a lot of, like, honestly... If I were to make a suggestion, it would be, go to your local comic store, say you like this character, what should I read? Because oh, okay. your your comic people at your store are going to have great suggestions. I think that it really depends on what you want out of the character, like what you like about the character. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of things about... Um, like there's a, there's a really good uh, Captain Marvel run called Mighty Captain Marvel. And I really enjoyed that run. Um, someone else who likes Captain Marvel for a different reason might not enjoy it as much. so it's really hard for me to suggest like, a specific thing. But I do feel like there's the the great thing about comics and about this game is that there really is just something for everyone. Like if you really enjoy um a comic that goes into depth about a character's like backstory or development there's something out there for you and if you really like a comic that's like all full frontal action like there is something out there for you and i think that's sort of also the great thing about this game is like if you want to play it for um for the the big epic battle like that's something that you can do and if you want to play it for like i really like these characters together and i think that the interaction between these characters is really cool like that's something you can get out of it too
0: well i'm excited and i'll maybe i'll try and jump in a few times when i see you guys up there with all your uh your crisis protocol stuff i know we have fun yeah, I, have, I have a lot of fun playing legion there with you guys yeah um, <laughs> at some point it's hard to get enough you know i've got a between a song of Wise and fire legion and now this one looks like it's, it's a little bit more manageable. So this will be another five, yeah. sort of
1: side hobby to have. <laughs> right. And I think that's, that's one of the nice, like one of the really nice things about this game is that it is just a more manageable um, character count. Like I, it, it, like you said, I have a lot of clones to paint. <laughs> and for this game, there really aren't that many models that you're going to need to keep up with which is really, it, it's it's nice because you can play it at your speed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man, and your stuff has been amazing. Um, Thank you. I think it's been really inspiring, too, to see just to see the, the way you guys have approached painting them and some of the alternative schemes or just the additional details you've added on.
1: Yeah, that's, um, it's one of the things I really like about the uh, the community is that it is a lot of people talking about, you know, this is what I really want to do with this character. Like people are talking about right now um, running Valkyrie as the Tessa Thompson version from the movie rather than mm. the version from the comic books. Hmm. Um, and it's, it's fun to watch people figure out, okay, how can I make this character fit into this scheme? What do I need to add to it? Um, like I was, I've been looking desperately for a horse skull because I want to replace Thor's head with the skull to <laughs> make him Beta Ray Bill. <laughs>
0: I had to have my moment of like looking up who uh, Beta Ray Bill was. I was like, oh, I got to to my comic book stuff here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Beta Ray Bill is a really fun. So the, the Thor character is a fun concept because he is just so many different things. Like it's not just that person. That person is Thor, but also the concept of Thor sort of transcends that character. So you have like Jane Foster as the Mighty Thor, and you have Beta Ray Bill as Thor at some point. And at one point, Thor was a frog. <laughs> um, and it really, like, I I would love to see someone just put a frog the frog. In I mean, that be like, could be 30 this is for sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, And a lot of it comes down to whether or not uh, you're worthy of Mjolnir. And because of that, you've had a couple of different people who are particular and odd Um, be Thor over the years. And Beta Ray Bill is one of my favorites because he was created uh, to be this sort of creepy unpleasant looking alien because the the creator wanted people to see him and think immediately oh that guy's evil and hmm. <laughs> so he wanted to it sort of to the psych the of audience out and yeah. make them think you know oh man he's definitely the bad guy but no actually he's like super awesome he is definitely worthy of the hammer like he is a hero And it was a nice departure from, oh, well, Thor has to be this blonde Fabio of, you know, of heroics. And actually, you know, anyone who is properly worthy and good and wholesome at the heart of them can also be Thor.
0: Now we definitely have to find you a horse head or a horse skull for it.
1: I just, I really... It's so hard to find, and you wouldn't think it would be that difficult. There actually used to be some Warhammer models, but they're all like out of print. So finding them is gonna be a challenge. Uh-huh. and <laughs> and it's stuff like that that like is really the community is really excited about they They hear people, you know, doing things like right now, there's a lot of people playing with the anti-venom. Scheme of Venom where he's like white with the black instead of black with the white, mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot of people doing some crazy things with like green stuff and wires to make the um, the symbiote bits of him come out oh, and that's look so goopy. Cool. Yeah, and it's really fun. Is just how many different things you can do with these characters because there's such an immense backlog of like versions of the characters and different things that the characters have done. Like a lot of people are um, putting the first comics that these characters um, appeared in, in little tiny printouts on their bases. Oh wow. Stuff like that. Yeah. People are just so excited about the game. And that's one of the most fun things is just how many different things that people come up with and and how much creativity goes into um, these characters and making them look different and unique and really making them your own. And because you don't have to deal with true line of sight and because um, the the only real specification from the, the game on what you can do with the model is that it has to be a majority um, of the parts were from the original model set because of that right. it gives you so much freedom to do different things.
0: Man. Well, I'm going to have to start looking at starter sets here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun.
0: Uh, I look forward to, I'm still recovering from, let see, was it last night's battles, but uh, <laughs> next week I'll see you. And then in the meantime, hope you get your miniatures on the table.